Hola, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Sportsbook Confidential. My name is John Sullivan, and I'm coming to you live from the FingerLakes1.com studios in Seneca Falls, New York. And this little show here is to help you learn and grow as a sports better. And we got a great show for you today. We're going to do a sportsbook lesson on exotic sports wagers. Uh, we're going to talk about straight wagers first and then exotic, exotic wagers and give you uh, an example of a arbitrage and a hedge. Uh, so, uh, but before we get into that, uh, what I like to do is uh, update my bankroll, and uh, as we always do here, and uh, had another down week. Uh, we gave back some of the gains we made last week. Um, my two Friday wagers on baseball did not pan out. Had the Nationals minus 1.5 runs, uh, loss of $18. The Cardinals minus 1.5 runs, also a loss of $18. And then we had the Bruins on Friday night. And that was a loss for us, uh, minus 18. And then we had the Capitals on Saturday, and that was a win, uh, but unfortunately only paid $14 profit. So if you do the math there, that's minus 40 to the bankroll, and our new bankroll is $486. And so uh, as we divide by 30, as we always do, our new bet size this week is going to be back to $16 uh, a wager. So uh, hopefully we'll bounce back up and uh, get back up in the 500s uh, this coming week. So let's, let's talk a, a little bit about uh, wagers, and uh, we're going to get into exotic wagers today. But before we can do that, let's do a quick review, and let's talk about straight wagers. And as you can see, I have uh, the, most of the uh, straight wagers right here listed next to me. Uh, obviously, the first one is money line wagers, and that's picking which team is going to win the event or the game, you know, or, or which boxer is going to win the boxing match. There's no, the odds are based on their probability of winning and there's no point spreads or anything like that. Uh, and then of course you have point spread, the great equalizer they call it, where, you know, your typical football game, you can say the Cowboys and the Giants, Cowboys are minus three, the Giants are plus three. Uh, and that's your typical point spread wager. And then we have the totals, which are known as the uh, over-under bets. And uh, you have, you know, a line for each game. If it's uh, basketball, the totals 200 points in the NBA. Is it going to the total score combined going to go over 200 points, under 200 points? So very simple, straightforward bet there. And then you have future bets. Now, the reason why these are all considered straight wagers is they're independent of any other event occurring. The wager gets paid if, you know, your wager, it's, it's based on a single outcome. So a futures bet, if you bet on somebody to win the Heisman Trophy or uh, a certain team to win the Super Bowl, that's, you know, it, it's just that one event occurring, and, and that's considered a straight wager. So futures bets, again, it's a, a prediction of a future event, uh, a certain uh, player winning MVP, uh, a, a certain team winning the Super Bowl or the national championship, uh, that's a futures wager. And then you have prop bets, and you have, you know, you have player props and team props, and, and during the Super Bowl they talk about all the different prop bets you can make, how many punts are there going to be in the game, is there going to be a safety, yes or no. Uh, and then you have player props where, you know, is Roethlisberger going to have uh, over two and a half touchdown passes or under two and a half touchdown passes. Uh, again, it, it's a straight wager because it's a single event occurring, you know, over or under yes or no, win or lose. 
So those are the basic uh, uh, straight wagers, and we've talked about those in previous episodes. So let's move on to uh, uh, exotic wagers. And I have uh, five different things to talk about here, and I'm going to give examples of the last two. Uh, we did do an episode on parlays earlier uh, in the year, uh, I think during football season. And in the UK and Europe, parlays are known as accumulator bets. Uh, that's why I put accumulator there. Uh, parlay bets are two or more events happening, and uh, you have to win all legs of your parlay to win your bet. So if I bet on three NFL games on a Sunday and I parlay them together, I get a, a, a very nice payday uh, if it wins. But uh, the odds of winning are, are, are pretty long because it's three separate events that are not correlated to each other all have to win. And for me, uh, you know, the sports books love parlays and they love when people win parlays because they make a lot of money on their parlays. It has the most juice or vig or, or, or rake, whatever you want to call it, of all the types of bets. So they're happy. They'll gladly pay you. They'll give, sign a big cardboard check for you if you win an 18 parlay. Uh, you know, somebody spent $10 and they won $15,000. That's great. You know, it's great for them, but the odds of winning those uh, wagers are are very long, and I don't recommend spending your money on parlays, as I've talked about before, until you're at a, a very high limit of straight wager. You know, if you're betting, you know, $20 straight wagers, you should just stick to straight wagers, in my opinion. And then when you're betting, you know, over $100 or over $500 on straight wagers, then you can start playing parlays. Uh, uh, it, it may be a way for you to get a little extra money down on teams that, you, you've reached the limit, you know, by betting straight on them. So, uh, parlays uh, uh, exist to make the sports books money. So, uh, dollar in a dream, as they say. Then you have what's called an open-ended parlay, where you uh, can. This is an advanced parlay technique, where some sports books will let you play the first leg of a parlay and leave the second leg open. So, if this Sunday. Um, you know, I wanted to uh, bet on a basketball playoff game, uh, the Celtics to win on Sunday. And then I was going to leave the second half of the parlay open and then wait for another game next Friday and then bet that game as the second leg of the parlay. So if you feel really strong about a game, you can use that open-ended parlay uh, to play that first leg and then find another good game to play the second leg. Now, it's I'm not sure... Uh, how long, you know, I don't know if you can do this over the counter at sportsbooks. I know you can do it online. I'm not sure how long they let you wait in between plays. Uh, but there obviously there may be limits on the amount you can bet, so uh, keep that in mind. But that's something that you can look into if you want to make it, a, you know, an advanced type of wager. And then we're going to move on to teasers. And teasers are parlays that move the point spread. Um, and there's a... a, a famous uh, sports betting book uh, by Stanford Wong uh, that talks about teasers and teasing across important numbers. So uh, if you if a team is favored by uh, plus five, you want to tease that over the seven because touchdown is worth seven points. Uh, it, you know, it, it, you want to tease over the threes and the sevens and, and, the, and the zero. Um, and, and back, you know, 10 years ago, you could find what's considered positive expected value wagers 
on this process, but the sports books line the games much better than they used to, and uh, a lot of that EV has disappeared, but it's still a solid practice. Now, the thing with teasers is you can lose on ties, so um, I don't, I'm not a fan of teasers in general. Uh, so teasers is going to be two or more games where you pick one team on each game and then the line can move depending what kind of teaser you have. You can do a three-point, four-point teaser, five, seven, six-and-a-half, seven-point teaser. But if any one of those legs ties, you know, obviously if any leg loses, you lose the bet. But if any of those legs tie, you also lose the bet. And the payoff for teasers is usually minus 110. Uh, so it's not, you know, I would rather bet a game at minus 110 and have one event, one game to win to cash my bet, instead of doing a teaser and count on two or three games to cash my bet. But a two-team teaser usually pays minus 110, depending on the number of points you're swinging it. And uh, you could, I could probably do a whole episode just on teasers. I'm not really going to spend a whole, on to- whole lot of time talking about it because I don't think they're worth playing. Um, I do maybe during NFL, uh, but pretty much during college basketball, NBA, uh, not a fan, not a fan of teasers at all. Um, maybe we'll get into that at some other time. So these last two exotic wagers uh, are something that I hope that sports bettors will come in contact with as they go through their sports betting experience, and uh, that's both arbitrage and hedging. Uh, an arbitrage bet is being able to place a wager on both sides of a game and uh, lock in a profit. And this is also known the, in the sports betting jargon as scalping. So arbitrage wagers are very, very hard to find. And uh, they usually exist when you can find an odds at one sports book and then odds at another sports book and the odds overlap enough in the right direction that you can place bets on both sides of the game and lock in a small profit. It's usually between one and 5%, which isn't, but a guaranteed 5% return on your money is still 5%. So, uh, you know, in the sports books, placing them in different sports books does help you, you know, not the sports books that uh, see you place an arbitrage bet and they know that you're a sharp sports better and they probably are going to not want your business any longer. So placing them at different books is uh, is very important. So, excuse me, and hedging is a form of arbitrage, but uh, hedging is uh, locking in profit on a futures bet. And uh, I'll, ha- I'll give you an example that I had two, year- two years ago. Uh, I had the Ar- Toronto Argonauts to win the CFL championship at 15 to one. And they made the championship game, and the other team uh, was minus 200 to win the game. So I used a quick calculation to figure out if I bet, you know, a certain amount of units on the other team, I would lock in a profit uh, on the outcome of the game, regardless of which team won. So instead of letting that 15 to one ride on the final game and risking getting all or nothing. I decided to bet the other side and lock in. I locked in about 4.2 units profit, I think. Uh, But we're going to give you examples right now of uh, both arbitrage and hedging. And what I'm going to do is 
I'm going to use uh, an arbitrage calculator. Uh, there's several on the internet, and I've got one queued up here. So we're going to do the arbitrage example first. And uh, we have the Yankees at plus 135 at the Red Sox minus 115. So if the, the plus number, if both sides are plus numbers, it's an arbitrage opportunity. If the plus number is higher than the minus number, that's my quick and easy way to tell if it's an arbitrage. So if it's plus 150 minus 120, the 150 is higher than the 120. That means there's an arbitrage opportunity. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up this arbitrage calculator right here, and we've got two bets. Bet number one, $100. The line is plus 135 on the Yankees, so we'll put in 135. And then line two is minus 115 on the Red Sox. And then we'll hit calculate. And uh, I, I don't know if you can see all of that, but um, it says uh, bet number two, 125.70. Uh, total bet, you're spending $225. Your guaranteed return is $9.30, and the profit is 4.12%. So basically, if you bet both sides of that game, you would be guaranteed a 4% return. And that is not, you know, it's not a lot of money, but it's free money. You know, if you can bet, you know, $2,000 on the side, that can, that can add up to, you know, free $100 or whatever. So um, now let's go back to our uh, uh, second example of a hedge. And you can see here I have the Saints to win the Super Bowl at plus 4,000, which is 40 to 1. So we have the Saints at 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, and then the Saints make it to the Super Bowl, and they're about to play the Steelers in the Super Bowl, and the Steelers are minus 150 to win. So we're going to go back to our arbitrage calculator, and we're going to put in our, uh, our odds again. And we put $100 on the Saints to win at plus 4,000, or 40 to 1, and then line 2 is... Uh, minus 150 on the Steelers to win the game. So you can see here that uh, we, you know, it would be $4,000 if we just let the Saints, let it ride on the Saints. If they won, we would win $4,000. If they lost, we would win nothing. So if I make an arbitrage, a hedge bet on the Steelers to win, if I put $2,460 on the Steelers to win. It would guarantee me a profit of $1,540 or a 60% return on my money. And, you know, it takes somebody with a lot of guts not to hedge when they get to the championship game. Now, last year in the Grey Cup, I had the Ottawa Red Blacks at 12 to 1, and I thought that they had a really good chance of beating Calgary, and I could have hedged that, and I didn't. And the field was frozen, and Ottawa lost, and I didn't win anything on my futures bet. Uh, but that's the risk you run. So hedging is uh, a real uh, opportunity for you to lock in profit. And, uh, you know, it's something that I, I think at some point, if you mess with futures bets, you're going to have to learn how to do. And uh, uh, the arbitrage calculator is a good way of you know figuring out what it helps you you know fiddle with it, with what odds are you know attractive and which ones aren't so you should always 
you know, if you think you see an arbitrage opportunity, you should always hop over to the calculator and just take a look and say, hey, maybe there's something here. So, well, that's going to do it for the sports book lesson today. I hope that was helpful. Um, I feel like uh, hedging is something that everybody does at some point. So, uh, we are going to move right on to Major League Baseball Friday. We're going to go over the games real quick here. Uh, we've got uh, a full slate of schedule, a uh, full slate of games uh, tonight. So, we've got the Marlins plus 156 at the Phillies, favored by 0.58 runs. And my model has, I did my model real early this morning. So, uh, I, I wonder if the, you know, these, these, uh, Projections might change a little bit. Uh, I know that one game we didn't even get a projection. So uh, Phillies plus 0.58, uh, 0.58 favorite, minus 170. Uh, not really any value there. Padres plus 163 at Nationals. Nationals favored by 0.15 runs, minus 177. Max Scherzer pitching, but uh, value on the Padres there. The Brewers plus 161 at the Mets, uh, 0.2 favorite, minus 176. Jacob DeGrom pitching tonight. Uh, so the Mets will be a heavy favorite, uh, no value there. Rockies plus 154 at Braves. Braves favored by .63 runs, minus 167. The Reds plus 134 at the Cardinals, .1 run favorites, minus 148. little value on the Reds there. They, they seem to have been scoring runs lately. Uh, the Cubs minus 1.105 at the Diamondbacks, .65 run favorite, uh, minus 103. That's very good value for, that's, you know, it's, Diamondbacks favored by two-thirds of a run, and it's a coin flip game. Pirates plus 159 at the Dodgers, .08 minus 172. So the Dodgers are slight favorites, but uh, the Pirates uh, have a lot of value. And then the A's plus 118 at the Blue Jays, uh, .3 run favorite for the Blue Jays, minus 128. That's appropriately uh, uh, priced at the moment. And we got more games on Friday. We have the Orioles, plus 171 at the Twins, 0.65 favorites, uh, minus 186. Orioles have actually been playing pretty well lately. Uh, if you have bet the Orioles most days uh, this season, you're probably up money. But uh, you can see they're not getting that plus 220, plus 250 type stuff that they were getting early in the year. Tigers, plus 119 at White Sox, uh, 0.33 run favorite, minus 133. Pretty appropriately priced. The Indians are uh, slight favorites, 0.05, visiting the Astros. Astros are minus 115, Indians plus 106. So uh, good value on the visitors there, tough place to play. Angels minus 120 at the Royals. Royals 0.15 favorites, plus 111. You've got a home favorite getting plus money. Uh, that's a good value right there. You have the Rangers plus 147 at the Mariners, favored by 1.1 runs. Minus 159, that's pretty good value for a team that's favored that heavy. So you might look for them on the run line, minus one and a half runs. Uh, the Rays at the Red Sox, at the time of the broadcast here, we didn't know who the Red Sox starting pitcher is going to be. So there's no line available uh, for this game, and I have no, no projection uh, to give which team is favored. So uh, without that information, we can't make a projection. And then finally, we have the Yankees at the San Francisco Giants. It's basically a coin flip game. Giants a slight favorite at .02 runs, uh, plus 118. You kind of like the, uh, the slight favorite getting that plus money at home. So 
That's the full schedule in the end, in the Major League Baseball tonight, and we're going to have some picks for you. Looks like there's a good chunk of value on the board there. But before we get to our picks, we're going to uh, take a minute, and we are going to talk about the NHL playoffs. We have two games on Friday and two games on Saturday, and the first round was something else. The uh, All the top four teams, the four division winners, all were bounced from the playoffs. Uh, uh, considered to be a major upset. I believe that's the first time that's ever happened. And We had a futures bet on Las Vegas uh, to win the Stanley Cup, and that crashed and burned on me uh, when they lost their Game 7 in double overtime. Uh, so I don't have any futures bets riding on the Stanley Cup, uh, but uh, there looks like there is some value. And I, I just want to point out last night, you know, we talked about qualitative handicapping. And the Bruins played last night against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. And the Blue Jackets had 10 days off in between games. And the the, uh, the Bruins had one day off between games. And it seemed like it took two periods before the Blue Jackets uh, got up to speed. They lost their, you know, they weren't, the, the, when I talk about the speed of the game in hockey, I don't actually mean how fast they can skate. But how fast the game is, how fast the passing is, um, they weren't. It seemed like they didn't get their legs back till the third period to 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 catch up to the speed of the game. And then they didn't score two goals to tie the game and send it into overtime. But going into these opening games in these series, you want to look for for teams. Say which team has been laid off the longest, which team is ready to go. You know. That adrenaline flows through you, and the speed—you know—you're you're hyped up. The speed of the game—it's something that you, you kind of have to pick up subconsciously. I—I I, I don't know how to describe it. It's a kind of innate, and uh, you know, sometimes it takes getting hit real hard before these guys wake up and get their head on a swivel. But we've got two games on Friday, two games on Saturday. We have the Avalanche, uh, who beat the Flames. The Flames had goaltending problems. Uh, at the Sharks. The Sharks are very resilient. Uh, I like the Sharks here at home. Uh, they're coming off that big win, and uh, the Avalanche had a big layoff here, and that's a pretty good number, minus 123. Uh, I, I like the Sharks there. And then you have the Hurricanes at the Islanders, and of course now you've got the Hurricanes that just finished their series on Wednesday at the Islanders, uh, who had a big layoff because they swept Pittsburgh. Uh, and, you know, the, the number's good on the Hurricanes here, but... Uh, uh, they have a fair amount of injuries, and, and, and I really don't I don't want to wager on them. Uh, but I do like the price. If they had all their guys, you don't really know if everybody's healthy. So we'll see who they dress tonight. Then you have on Saturday, Game 2 of the Stars and the Blues. That was a great game. That almost went to overtime. Uh, uh, the Stars, I think, can win a game here uh, and, and take it to Dallas 1-1. Uh, they played very well. Uh, they didn't really start generating shots on goal until the third period. But if they come out and play like they did in the third period in game one, they have a really good chance of winning. And then the Blue Jackets plus 125 at the Bruins, and I talked about the first game last night. Uh, once the Blue Jackets kind of got their speed back, that you know, uh, uh, that they were right there with the Bruins, and I feel like they can steal a game as well. Uh, plus 125 is a very good number there. Uh, these games are all very close and very exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, it depends on the goaltending, I think, 
how many goals are going to be scored. The power plays, as these teams get better, the defense gets better, and the power plays are not as effective. Uh, but uh, we, will, we will see what happens this weekend. So uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, we got my picks for this weekend, and I got three baseball plays tonight. So hopefully this will do us right, and we'll get back <laughs> in the positive swing. But I got the Diamondbacks uh, money line at home, favored in my model, uh, minus 103. Uh, I, they've, they've been playing really well lately, and, and I like them to beat the Cubs tonight. Uh, the Mariners are the only team on my model that's favored by more than a run, so I'm going to take them minus the 1.5, plus 121 at home against the Rangers, who actually you know are very underrated. I think the Rangers are, are a very underrated team, uh, odds-wise. So I'm looking for good spots for them. Uh, to uh, bet on the Rangers, but the, my model loves the Mariners. The Mariners, I think, are a sleeper team for the playoffs. Uh, and then we have the Giants against the Yankees, who have a lot of injuries. I'm going to take the Giants at home with Madison Bumgarner pitching. Uh, so plus 118 on the Giants. And then Friday night, the late game in hockey, uh, the Sharks' money line straight up, minus 123. I feel like they'll get the job done tonight. And then on Saturday, I'm going to bet against the Bruins. I'm going to take the Blue Jackets on the road. Uh, plus 125 on the money line. So hopefully we'll, we'll cash a few of those and uh, we'll add something to our bankroll. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and uh, hope you got something great out of this. So I'm going to play the outro music for you and uh, we'll see you next time. Let's get some winners. Take care, everybody.